So, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another podcast. Yep, uh, it's another podcast today, and it's been another week. A yeah, long week. I don't know. What have you been up to so far? Um, I've been up to much. I was gone this weekend, back in good old Waverly, visiting the GF. The GF. Yep. Um. I don't know what how's Rouch. You're here in town. I don't know. Something I noticed about Minnesota is like it's either like super cold or it's not or it's nice outside. Like it doesn't seem to really be in between. Yeah. I think we had two decent days this week. One thing I did this week was take a break from running or working out at all. I went a whole five days no working out. It was amazing. Well done. Well done. Are you gonna well start rested. grinding again? Yeah, it's time to start grinding. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. Really. Yeah. But yeah, it's got to be done. Um, something I guess I haven't told you this yet, but something you know how I was like doing that whole weight gain thing to like gain ten pounds. Mm-hmm. Currently at one eighty, consistently now. Dang. So I'm like five pounds. To so where you have I a, do you be. have a timeline for where you want to be? Where you want to hit? No, but I've actually. You want to go gained, up to one eighty five? Right? I want to be one eighty five, but I've gained like. I'd say like six pounds. Pretty, uh, consistently, like really good. Yeah, like one eighty, and I haven't like. I think I've started time. to eat more. I think I started. Uh, I wanted to start this like August. I started like working out a lot, like lifting a lot, lifting a lot, and I started eating a lot. And then I bought this protein, but then just I just gave up on it. But it's still been gaining weight, so it's good. Dang. Yeah, because I was back at Waverly, and the people have been like. Were asking me, have you been lifting stuff like that? Dang, bro. Yeah, so I kind of felt good about it. That's awesome. Yeah. What is what is your timeline for that? It's my timeline. Like when do you have an idea when you want to hit 185 or ideally or anything? Or just like not really. I just want it in general. Hopefully by the end of the year though. Are you gonna try to like hit 185 no matter what, or if you feel good, like now if you feel good at like 180? I just I, I it's not even about feeling. It's more about looking. Like I want. You wanna look full. Yeah, I think my upper body, it's more about my lower body that I'm trying to gain more meat or more uh, muscle. <laughs> That's but, a funny way to put it. Yeah, gain more <laughs> meat. Yeah. Not bad. But, yeah, well, been as I said more. before, I took a week off of running after I, I think we talked about this last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. After you've screwed up your phone. I myself on the same route that I always run. But hey, we're getting back to it this week. <sighs> I've been listening to uh, a random, uh, I don't know how to describe it. I've been listening to a lot of new things. One of them is an old new thing. It's new to me. It's it's called Joy is as an Act of Resistance by The Idols. It's uh, like a punk rock type album. Okay. It's pretty good. If you guys like punk rock or like alternative, stuff like that. And then also Jesus is King finally the came out. The Kanye social experiment has finally been <laughs> oh my god can we talk about how Kanye out of all people comes up with a gospel album that's actually pretty good I saw a really interesting tweet last time about like it's like just has transitioned from like the type of music he used it's, so crazy. To, it's, it's pretty insane um, but, but like you wouldn't expect anything from anyone else honestly from where he's been going just like just the random stuff he's been saying and then to come out with a gospel album is pretty like so Kanye I feel like yeah I feel like we've talked a lot of topics around him kind of not him but like people like him yeah. like can you separate the art from the person and stuff like this 
First of all, let me say, genius marketing. I was waiting three separate times up until like a timeline to see if the album would drop at the day that it was announced. Never happened. Never mm-hmm. happened. You but think he did that on purpose? Probably not. But I was there waiting. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure a lot of other people were waiting. Um, but then it dropped randomly in the like the day after it was supposed to drop, after he announced it was supposed to drop. Honestly, I like the first half of the album. The second half not really my thing. I've listened so, to the, probably the album one time through, but mm-hmm. it always takes more than one time to see if it's actually yeah, a I really like it. pretty good album, yeah. yeah. Have you seen any like feedback on it yet online? Anything um, like that? I just looking through Twitter a little bit. I it seemed like it was really like a love hate thing. Like some people loved it, yeah, some people hated yeah, it. Which it's yeah, not atypical, I'd say, for music. That's like usually what happens. Yeah. Yeah. How do you mean with? Can you go more in depth? I should say on on what you meant by this being so weird for Kanye. Because I feel like over the last year, I mean, we we've also talked about how he does that thing. It's like this weird Kanye cult where he like goes out in the mountains in California or in the hills in California and he like preaches. He has like his own mm. church thing where they all well, wear. Well, I guess I did not wear, like, know that. You don't know about this? No. They all wear like these uh, like earthy colored shirts and tones and stuff like that. And he like has a Sunday service. Mm. He preaches like every Sunday. What? And just plays music. I did not know that. I guess I just thought it was different of him because. I don't know, like you said, his music wasn't really like that yeah. before. He's evolved. I feel like he, like, the lyrics have evolved a lot, but, like, the core and the type of music and, like, his voice and, like, the rhythms kind of yeah. don't seem like that different. Just, like, like yeah. right when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's it's like a classic song. Kanye. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a hard feeling to describe. The spiritualness to the whole yeah. eye opening yeah. yeah I think one of my favorite lines from one of the songs closed on Sunday you my Chick-fil-A <laughs> I that's mean a, who comes up with that that's, that's I'll give awesome. that I think that was funny that was so funny um, but yeah I, I think I have to listen to the album again to yeah truly I think, get it all in yeah I think I've listened to it maybe twice fully through and then a few songs more than that but it seems like he's had like there's a lot of underlying stuff. So I guess he, he, I, it seems like he must have been dealing with a lot for for the past few years. Or whatever. I mean, yeah. Didn't he go through, like, depression and shit mm-hmm. he was, in like, the past? diagnosed with bipolar or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it seems like he's, like, subtly... He's talking, like, a lot about social media and interestingly, he's, like, doesn't care about Instagram likes and stuff like that. And, like, about how he's been brainwashed and all this stuff. But now you he's think he's woke? God. Is he woke? Yeah. What does woke mean? How do you define woke? I don't know. It's just slang the kids are using nowadays. Just <laughs> um, woke? I don't know. It's like you're open to all the... or like You see reality for you're what You're aware is. of all the social social topics going on right now. I don't know what the exact definition of woke is, but... I don't know. He seems like he's found something found himself found, maybe. I see I don't I that's the thing I don't know it's hard to describe what he's found but he's definitely because we're not him yeah yeah he's definitely changed for sure like even since last year he seemed to be trending in this because I think last year 
last summer I should say so a little bit over a year ago he released like that the was it Violent Crimes like that that album and then Kids See Ghost like back to back yeah. kind of the one with Cuddy and those were also trending in more in less like objectifying e-music like stuff like less less about like money and I don't know less money and girls and less object yeah yeah, yeah. There's a better word for that. It's called Yay. That's what the album was. But yeah, and he's just kept trending in that direction, and he's taken like a leap, <laughs> a leap in that direction, and just gone the full-on gospel album. Yeah. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. Well, we'll give you guys a better review next weekend, maybe, um, when we have time to listen to it through a little bit more. You know. Next topic. Um. Looks like we hit our episode cap. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to start doing a little bit of, like, marketing yeah. here, just of the podcast a little bit, trying to get the word out a yeah. little bit. It's kind of funny if you listen back to our first episodes, we're like, yeah, if we ever make it to, like, eight to ten episodes or something, then maybe yeah. we'll start, like, posting or whatever. Yeah. But we're here. We're past here, I think. We've been putting in the work, being consistent as much as possible, mm-hmm. and now we're going to take it to the step, next step maybe and yeah. see if we can get a little bit more listenership I guess just yeah. see if we can get more feedback on what that's, we can do better that'd things be the like big that. one for me is with more listenership hopefully comes more feedback yeah exactly um, so then we can kind of hone in on what we're good at and uh, it's not like we're gonna do anything big it's literally a post and then like yeah, having an Instagram page probably for the pod and that's, that's about it oh we have this idea for the Instagram page I should say Mm. is would it help I think it'd be fun at least for like so we have the other success how would we call it series series pretty much where yeah. we go and interview people would it be helpful for people for that series do you think for example if we created like little videos or something like that to describe like to set the the stage or even if we just post a picture with them yeah I think something like that would be nice yeah I think something we're gonna do is try to get a picture with all of our guests mm-hmm. and then just post it on Instagram, yeah. different things like that, so you guys can get more of a visual look at who we're talking to and kind of what the environment is like where we're, wherever we interview them at. Mm-hmm. Just to make you guys feel like you're kind of connected with us yeah. when we're doing these interviews. So mm-hmm. Be a little bit more part of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, there's that. So the other thing we were going to go on to, I guess, was previously we discussed doing a, a quote analysis, like starting to try a quote analysis segment yep so you showed up with a quote I showed up with a quote would you like to start or would you like me to start oh you can start awesome so I found the quote where I found or I find many quotes on Twitter yep (laughs) some random tweet that appeared on my TL um is it's the two most powerful warriors are patience and time so remember great achievements take time there is no overnight success by Leo Tolstoy um, first of all, I guess, do you have any thoughts on that? Or maybe I should provide some context. Mm. Um, so I guess context was basically, it's the idea of, the idea of when you see someone that many people consider overnight success or stuff like that, it's typically not actually an overnight success or luck. It's the result of everything, all of multiple decisions and I guess decisions and efforts that just come to fruition at the same time 
Yeah, I think I think that's a pretty good quote. Mm-hmm. I think I, I would say when it, he says patience and time, I think those kind of go hand in hand with each other. But it's so hard to think that you have to wait. Like it's difficult for me personally to mm-hmm. wait for what I want, kind of. But like in life, you you have to because nothing's gonna just be get. You can't like have a genie or anything and wish something and it'll come true or whatever. You have to work for it or just continue yeah. to grind. Basically, I think is what the quote was trying to get at. Yeah. Because nothing comes easy. Everything just takes time. Yeah. It Which kind of su- it's yeah. it's kind of sucks, but. It's just also, the way of reality, yeah. I think. It also adds, I feel like, to the accomplishment at the end, though. Yeah. You kind of talked about this before the, uh, we started the pod, about how would you rather, would you remember the hard times it took for you to get to where you are today, or would you remember the when you got there more? Mm-hmm. Like, how happy you were when you got there. Mm-hmm. And I think I would remember the hard times more. You think so? Yeah, because I think the reason I think that is because you know like what you had to go through to get to that point. So you know like that was your motivation and like if you wanted to start something new you would always look back and remember those hard times and how to work through those hard times and stuff like that whenever they do arise in your next endeavor and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I guess I think where I got that idea from was a podcast that I was listening to and he was basically talking about this this concept and the way the analogy that he had given was if you are for example like hiking up a mountain or okay. something like that you're hiking up the mountain you're struggling up the mountain that part sucks but years from now weeks from now do you remember like stumbling up the mountain and all that pain Yeah. or do you remember the view or like which would be the analogy of the accomplishment. Like, do you remember the beautiful view and scenery that you get to see from above? Yep. And right. I think I would argue, I guess... You see the scenery. Yeah, the scenery is what sticks out in your mind. Mm-hmm. That accomplishment, there's more value to accomplishment if you went through something to deserve that accomplishment than if it was easy to get. I think that's interesting because, like, if you're having a conversation with someone and you tell them, like, you climb Mount Kilimanjaro or whatever mm-hmm. they'd be like oh that's cool how was it so you have to talk about how like all the hard parts all the mm-hmm. tenuous parts like the things you had to go through to get to that top mm-hmm. part and that's why I think like you're always gonna have to remember the tough times mm-hmm. rather than just that one affirmation of you being at the top of the mountain that's true it's kinda what I kinda look at yeah. it as but but the more mountains you climb, the easier it gets to climb mountains. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's an interesting quote. I actually yeah. like really like it. It's a good quote. Yeah. I kind of like listening to podcasts or like listening to things where people make analogies like that. Because then it's easier, I feel like, to compare to real life. Like something that just dumbs it down. Agreed. Um, I had a quote, but we actually do one that you sent me. Well on Twitter up on us. we can do all three if you need yeah um but it was the one so this is just a tweet by a guy named Ed Lattimore but who knows Twitter 
He's not like verified or anything, so this could be like a reused quote or anything like that. So I don't know what who exactly came up with it, but he says, "How brainwashed must you be to believe that more money doesn't make you happier?" I'm not talk- talking going from six to seven figures. I'm talking from the poverty line to the middle class, from food stamps to fine dining, from EBT to BTC. Be poor for a while, then don't be, then talk. I think that's a very deep quote because I always I always kind of go with like money does bring happiness and I think it even though some people don't want to admit it I think from being a or like not well off to being well off I think that's going to bring so much more happiness so much more things that you don't need to worry about that mm-hmm. Your life is completely changed mm. from where it was. So I think happiness, money and happiness do coincide even if you don't want it. Like some people yeah. don't think it does. So I think we've talked about this a little bit and I think there's also one of the things that we said we will do a deep topic on sometime. Yeah. Because I think it is, it would be really interesting to flesh out. But I agree with you to, to an extent. Like I think money has a lot to do with happiness just because yeah. it, it can... And people always combat that with like I know rich people that are not happy. I believe. See, I believe. That, I believe that's that. a thing, but that's like. I feel like you can find little bits and pieces of everything. I can find, uh, like, if you think about an argument, there's gonna be different sides to every argument. Mm-hmm. But I think the majority would say that rich, uh, like, maybe I'm just guessing, or maybe I'm just spurring spurring out miss not true facts, but I think a lot of rich people are happy and a lot of people are fighting or struggling to find that happiness because they can't, they don't have the money to do exactly what they want, provide for their family. So that's kind of making them sad or that they can't provide. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. from that, from that thought, I think that money does can find a way to bring happiness in someone's life. I definitely think money contributes to happiness. Like yeah. At least to some threshold. Like, taking away a baseline or like some baseline of concerns that you have you know housing food transportation yeah. stuff like that the ability the ability to buy back your time or stuff like that it's like invaluable like that I don't see how that is not at least a contributor to happiness like I don't think I don't think they're one to one like I don't think the more amount of like the amount of money you have the more happy you, you don't are. think I don't think they're completely one I think Okay, perfect. That's what you learn in stats. I think there's a correlation. I don't think there's a causation. Which is like, I don't think money causes happiness, but I think if you do like surveys or anything like that, the, like you would see a, a, a certain a positive, threshold. what's it called? Correlation. Yeah, correlation with money rising and happiness rising, personally. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be true. I agree. I think that would be a really interesting thing to do a deep topic on. Yeah. Just money in general. Uh, I did find what he said was interesting. I don't know. At the end, he said, be poor for a while, then don't be. I think that's kind of like, that's like a, would be a cool social experiment. Mm-hmm. Just to see, like, I don't know if people have done it, but like, really rich people just going into like, some of these low, like not low not, income yeah, places. Not only like living on like a really strict budget, maybe. But even living in a different place, like a different environment, yeah, like a whole different environment. Yeah, just see what it's like. I think people, 
going into other people's shoes can really open your eyes on like what they're going to but also like how privileged or how lucky you are to have what you want sometimes yeah. which sometimes it's not even luck like sometimes people actually work for what they have there's always a balance yeah but like even for even for us at our level we're like as a baseline being an American like having access to grocery stores like that's not something that everybody around the world has access exactly. to exactly like having access to medical care I don't know I think it's. I think it'd be interesting just, to, just to see like very rich people, see how they would survive in low income places. I don't know, just to see if they can still come up with the ideas or live the life, happy life that they live if they didn't have the money they had. Kind of, if you see where I'm kind of going with that, where like, I don't know if the very richest person would be very happy. They'd be so used to just having money all the time where they, I don't think they'd be able to go into some low-income environment and live on, what is it, $13 an hour or something like that. Just change that completely and do that for like at least a month mm-hmm. and see how their whole outlook on life changes. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be very interesting. I will say, more so to play devil's advocate, but I, don't, I also don't think it's easy to go the other way, though. Like to go from not having a lot of money to having a, a ton of money. You just gotta be, yeah. It's. I don't think it's. I don't think that's easy either. I think it's a test of your strong will not to just spend it all. I think that's gonna be the toughest thing. Just from going, I don't know, going from being very poor like to very rich. Mm-hmm. It's like you gotta just be smart. Just because you have that money now doesn't mean like it's there forever. If you, mm-hmm. you gotta use it and invest it and make make it grow basically yeah but I thought that was a pretty good quote tell us what you think on it guys be appreciative yeah um yeah any other feedback on the quotes would be nice and we can just relay that to the rest of the to everybody else next podcast you wanna read the third one sure uh the third one uh was kinda uh simple but deep one at the same time it says family and friendships are two of the greatest facilitators of happiness um obviously i think a lot of people hold dear to their hearts like their family and friends because that's really where the happiness comes from like you always have someone to go to whenever you're feeling down and stuff like that so i think it's really important that you keep those people close to you if you can um because not everything's gonna go smoothly in your lives obviously like life's not life is not perfect it doesn't go the way you always want it to so just having people to always have your back uh, whenever you can is definitely gonna bring happiness to you and maybe get you out of sometimes where you just don't feel like you belong or don't feel like I don't know you have anything on that quote Mike you wanna yeah I don't know. It's I guess this would go with our happiness podcast. So I yeah. think I don't know if we're gonna have one around happiness or money or whatever. Yeah, or both. Just or in both in general, yeah. But yeah. So this is so I think this quote. I don't know if it would go against what we were talking about before. If it would go with it, we're talking about how money contributes to yeah. happiness. I think there's a lot of contributors to happiness. Mm-hmm. I think it's not just one sole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I think the fact that 
with the money thing, just saying that money doesn't play a role, I think that's totally unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think it's it's less assumed that money plays a role in comparison to things like family and friendships. Yeah. Just like relationships. That's, a, that's a really good way to put yeah. it. Like relationships seem to be a universal baseline. Like this definitely for human beings yeah. is important for our happiness. Whereas money is often like taken out of the equation. Exactly. Yeah. If you have any quotes that you'd like us to analyze at all, send them our way or any ideas. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. Do you want to get into some of the topics? Yeah, I think some of these topics are mainly yours. Yeah. So if you want to. Yeah, I'll take the lead on some of them. So one of them is the Kanye West social experiment, which is kind of <laughs> We already talked about that. Yeah, we already bit. talked about yeah. that, but that's just how I characterize this whole Kanye fiasco. And I'm a part of it. Don't even get me. Don't even, like, no shame. I'm completely a part of it. But I just don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't really it's, speak on that much. I just... Yeah. I'm a, I am I like Kanye's music, but I don't really get into his off the... Like, I don't get into his things outside of his art, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I guess... I see his main things on like his tweets and stuff, but that's yeah. about it. So I guess based based off of that, that was kind of a part of a bigger topic that I was going to address, which is like this idea of micro influencers. So I had heard about this first. I don't know, first on a different podcast. It's the Knowledge Project with Shane Parrish. Great podcast. Give it a listen. And basically, they were talking about how nowadays. Uh, one of the products of the internet, I guess, is like how we've talked about influencers recently, is that because you're able to feel like you're so, like, not close to someone, but that you know someone more, it, you are more easily convinced, or idea, yeah, so you're more easily convinced of new ideas through things that this person called micro-influencers. Okay. And that would be considered basically influencers that you're you're attached to or I don't know how you is there something it. called as macro influencers you don't know I don't know okay. um, but I was talking about just like more on a small like a smaller scale I guess like like Kanye for example yep. over a specific thing or any like w- YouTubers would you see like, you like YouTubers and yeah. stuff like that that YouTubers, you watch Twitter yeah. people you follow a lot yeah I um, think influencers playing a big role in just society in general mm-hmm. I mean Especially in YouTube with vlogs and stuff, mm-hmm. having everyone follow your daily life, basically mm-hmm. having a camera in your face, everyone just seems like this is the way they're living. I don't want to like, but it, it it's a weird thing where it makes it I feel like I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but it feels like people influencers influencers are more successful the more they make their content subscriber base, whether it be like listeners or viewers feel like they're like together in this like yeah. that they're like actually friends exactly something like that and I don't think that is the case that they're actually friends yeah no I think I don't know I think influence like it still seems like it's a transactional thing kind of I, I just think it's entertainment basically I don't mm-hmm. think I guess they're providing some influencers try to provide value but I like you see some did just do stuff for like clickbait and stuff like that and it's just like what kind of value are are you adding to your fans or whatever like that 
with some influencers. I don't know. It's you ain't mine. Um, I just seen like all these challenges that some of these influencers are doing on uh, YouTube, and I just don't really understand. Like, get them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if you catch this, you win it, and they're throwing like MacBooks, like from a ledge down to their friends. If you catch it, you can keep it. It's just like, do we do you call those people friends though? Like, are they really your friends at that point? I mean, I don't know, but it's just like. What like me watching this? What kind of value? It's just like entertainment based. You're watching it. Yeah, I'm not really. You watch it. I'm not really getting like any substance. Yeah, substance. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching it because it's funny seeing these idiots trying to catch a MacBook Pro in a <laughs> in a thing. It's a Two thousand dollar machine. Yeah, like. But yeah. That's interesting. Uh, the other thing, so I had sent you an article on ant traffic. Out of the blue, I guess. I don't know if you read it at all. I read a little bit of it, yeah. Um, but basically, they were talking about ant traffic. And it comes so... This one, like the other one, how I just put like the smaller picture one. The bigger picture for this one is like this whole idea of biomimicry. I, th- I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. But it's this whole idea of like taking natural solutions and applying them to real life. So... The ant traffic, for example, is basically scientists have been studying ants and ant traffic, I guess, and how it, so, so a couple things that they, they specified, I guess, to start is that they always like are in a single line and stuff like this, like they follow each other. And it's, I guess the overarching thing is that they sacrifice for being the personal best. They sacrifice the opportunity to be the personal best for the group. Yeah. So it's like this weird group think thing. Where they optimize for the colony over personal objective. So an example that they gave is that whenever it gets congested, instead of people trying to like skip out of ants or like speed up, um, they'll all slow down together, figure it out, and then continue on. And over time, that that restraint that they show leads to optimizations in like, for example, bringing food back to the colony. Yep. Or to the clean. I don't know. I don't know what ants do, but. What they're talking about is that scientists are studying these to to start to plan out the future for um, self-driving cars. I was thinking how so both on the topic of biomimicry and then also just self-driving cars. How weird would it be for just a fleet of cars to be like? Can you see that in the next twenty years, just a fleet of cars, just That's like ants, just like their objective is only to bring these people from place A to place B. Yeah, and if they're all working together, then they could probably do it the best. I want to get kind of into on, like, that working together piece for, like, the colony. I think that's pretty interesting. Because, you know, some... How would you say society is right now with, like... Are people more, like, for themselves or for the whole... Like, the people around, like, their whole community? It's really interesting because, like, I feel like when you grow up, like, on sports teams especially, it's like... There's no I in team or anything like that. Like, you're all in it together basically but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really the way real life works you know like mm-hmm. you're not working with other people to make your I don't like I know what you're saying you know what I'm I trying to get into a little bit this is so something this is what it's called Dunbar's number have you heard about this it's a suggested cognitive limit to the number of people with whom one can maintain stable social relationships okay so, off of that, it's like, 
the idea, or not the number itself, but the idea that, yes, we do work in teams, but the teams we work for are a very specific like, okay. set of individuals, like family and friends, for example. Yep. I think, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just, it's really interesting because, like, with this ants thing, it does seem like ants, all ants work together. Like, but, like, what, what would life be if all humans, like, if we all just worked for a single cause? We would just be ants. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, it's like if you think of working for a company. If you work for a company, are you different from an ant? You all have your little job. That Every day you do your little job. All plays a role. And in all the plays a role in this overarching thing. Company success. How, how yeah. different are you from an ant? Well, I'm a human. Okay. <laughs> but when you're able to make your own decisions, yeah, you're able to to not do that job. But we still do. That's a good question, and I don't have an answer to it. That's kind of where my mind had wandered to at that point. Yeah, but it's a big I, it's a big question. It's hard to just address without thinking about it. Mm. Yeah, listeners, friends, <laughs> colleagues, give us, colleagues, give us some feedback on that. Are we ants? Are we are we better than ants? <laughs> I don't know. Um, what's next? <laughs> that was <laughs> back out weird. Yeah, back out weird. Sorry about that. Hey, oh, we're coming back to Earth. Um, next up. Next up. Uh, before I get to my little soapbox, let's do. What's your soapbox? Uh, recession proofing. Oh, okay. We can talk about that actually. Yeah, let's go to recession proofing. Okay. So naturally, me being the what? How do I like those kind of stuff. The fuss slightly paranoid. Paranoid. <laughs> I just always I like to prepare for the future for any possibility. And right now, seemingly there's this big idea that either we're in some sort of bubble. A recession is coming. coming. A recession is coming. The British are coming. The British. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a recession is coming, which is part of you know natural economic cycles. Yep. Um, but what we can do to prepare, because typically the people, I guess, in the U.S. that are hurt the most are A, um, people without college degrees, and B, uh, young graduates. Those are people that are the least value to the company, typically, so they're part of trimming the fat, usually like big executives, and then getting rid of all like layoffs and stuff. Yep. I've been looking into that. And then I've been looking into this whole WeWork debacle. Have you heard about this? I've heard about it a little bit, yeah. <sighs> I don't know if I'm qualified to give a good outline on this, but I'll try. I'll do my best. So WeWork, so there's this whole thing with WeWork, SoftBank, JP Morgan. So WeWork, this company, have you heard of them? Yes. They're like, how would you describe them? So I would just, actually, how would you describe them or from what you know? Well, I would like to know if I have the right company in mind, so you can describe them first. I would describe them similar to like an Airbnb, but they rent out office space to tech companies, to pretty much. Okay. Or to companies. So my understanding is that you can show up there, you can rent out like a single office or a big office space, whatever. So they just bought up a bunch of real estate around the U.S. And for some reason, they're considered a tech company. I don't know why they're a tech company. They're a real estate company. But apparently, they're considered a tech company. Um, so from there, recently they were going to try to IPO, but after 
I think they had taken some like $900 million loss in 2019 so far or something like that. So they scrapped the IPO. They were in shambles. I think they were going to run out of money this next week, and they didn't have enough money to pay their employees severance. So they literally could not fire employees. Yeah. Um, and now they're getting bailed out by their lead investor, SoftBank. They, so J.P. Morgan Chase had put together a package for them, and then SoftBank, it's this Japanese vision fund, is now bailing them out pretty much. And so this is just an example. This is just like a single brick falling in this whole recession right? potential tech bubble that we could be in. Okay. And I've been thinking more and more about this. Because if you look... Because... In the end, it just comes down to what are people willing to pay for a product. So, like, this whole idea of investing and valuing companies. So, like, how is WeWork valued at $42 billion, Or how are they going to be valued at $42 billion or whatever? Yep. It starts out with these investment companies in their series is saying, like, we think that this company is valued at this. And then... From that valuation, they say, okay, we're going to invest this much money at this valuation. Yep. How do companies come up with a valuation for a company? How can a company start out about to IPO at $42 billion and all of a sudden drop to now J.P. Morgan Chase said, I guess, how they were going to release the financial package to them was valuing them at $8, million or $8 billion or below. How is that possible? I don't know. It's so, so in relation to that in the tech world, I guess, is with these companies like Uber or Snapchat who IPO'd and they're not doing well, how how do you know what their actual value is until people are willing to pay and like the company is actually profiting? So Uber for so all these companies, it seems like all these startups and like companies, they're all just backed by investor money. Who guess what people are willing to pay for them? Well, until don't they, have, they take the market cap? Don't they do like some like first year like sales or something like that, and that's mm-hmm. how they get their valuation? Because mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about it like Shark, t- like watching Shark Shark yeah. Tank. I know like the investors on that look at like the amount of money they brought in the first yeah. year without any investors or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that so I guess that that would be a, a caveat. Why WeWork was worse than other IPOs was that. We work, so SoftBank, the vision fund, the Japanese vision fund, that was the lead investor for each round, for each of WeWork's rounds. So the lead investor, so when you're the lead investor, you were like, my understanding is that you have the most way in coming up with the valuation. Okay. And the idea is that you, you go in for the first round, maybe someone else comes in for the second round, and then over time you're able to like, together agree on a value of a company but how can you if you are the only one validating yourself like if you're the only one validating your valuation of a company then how can that even work does that make sense I I understand what you're saying I just I guess and then I just started thinking that is there not a chance that we're in a bigger tech bubble where it seems like all these companies are just burning so much investor money with the idea of capturing that whole, like segment, or sector, I should say, not I guess it would be tech sector, but like market, like you have Lyft, Uber, like trying yep. to compete for that market. I honestly don't know. I don't know, but what? So what happens when people are not, like, 
when people hit the max that they're willing to pay for these companies and they just cannot stay afloat anymore? What is that going to do to our to our economy overall, or I guess the tech sector? Mm. I think at some point there's going to be a better way to. I don't know. Maybe go through some like different procedures where like valuation is done by more of a group of people. Mm-hmm. It it just seems like everything now is like all about traction and stuff like that over profit. So I guess one of the questions I had for you because I had I don't think I ever took like a, just a just business class. Okay. I, what? How do like? How do they do like business case studies in school? Oh, um, that's a good question. So, but I've done a lot of case studies on like pretty big companies like mm-hmm. uh, Airbnb, Pepsi, different companies like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the case studies are done by finding a problem in the company, mm-hmm. whether that's internal or external, or looking at some of their main competitors and then finding, trying to figure out a solution on them based on what they can change inside of the company or what they can change, um, whether that's lowering cost of their products, things like that, to create more, like you said, traction, mm-hmm. to somehow having that traction build profit within the company. Mm-hmm. So basically it's just reading like a case on them, whether to see what, you, first you have to read whatever the case study is, read it, find that a problem within that case study and then use like your business skills or your business techniques that you learn within whether it's within that chapter of the book or just the things that you've learned throughout the whole course about mm-hmm. how you can come up with a solution for that problem that this company is going through so would you say it's, a, it's a kind of like pattern recognition so like just like the more of those you do the better you are at figuring out yeah potential yep I think so falls yeah. Okay, studies were never my favorite in school. Mm. I just thought they're so boring. And especially if it's like for businesses or like companies you don't really mm-hmm. care about, then it wasn't that fun. Because I remember I did a presentation on like Manchester United. Like I did a whole case study on them. Is that publicly traded? At least partially publicly traded? No, they are, yeah. Okay. Um, and just kind of talked about where they're heading, like. Obviously, they're the most wealthy, like, wealthiest club, like, football team or soccer team, I should say, um, in the world, or they were as well. But I just did that, and I kind of just went into, like, some of their main revenue streams, whether that's merchandise, TV sales, sponsors, and stuff like that. And just looking through that and then kind of thinking of a solution to one of their main problems. And obviously... Right now, you would do like a SWOT analysis, which is like a strength, weakness, opportunity, threats. So then whatever their threat was or whatever their opportunities was, was mainly what you would go into. So like you would use like their opportunities and then you would use their strengths to uh, combat those opportunities to take uh, those, like use that as your advantage. And then their threats, um, that would kind of coincide with some of their weaknesses, and then you would have to figure out a way to, like, work through those weaknesses, I guess. Okay. But that's kind of how case study works. Yeah. In sc- school, I guess. Yeah. 
I guess to go along with that would just be like, with the company that like we work that seems to have been such an epic failure, how do you go about like reanalyzing something like that to prevent that from happening? And then if you look at Silicon Valley in the greater scheme of things, like how, how, like when are people just gonna, like it seems like it's something where it's valuable until it's not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it seems like there's gonna be a point where, like, if fa- like if Facebook isn't a thing anymore, or if something isn't, I don't know, <laughs> something like that. Like people, like, it's hard to imagine just because of how integrated it is with everything in our yeah. society. But isn't that like what people had thought about, like MySpace or something like that? Something oh, like that. probably. I think yeah, it's interesting that I guess I don't really know the cause of MySpace MySpace dying, but I feel like it was just dead and gone and buried and no one even gave that much of a crap I, I wonder if it, I can't remember I feel like I'm getting old now but I can't remember if that was when Facebook was starting up to become a thing and if that's why it died but that was a long time ago just like what happens if one of these massive platforms just dies just like people decide this is not what we want anymore what do we do? I don't know. I guess we'll have to How's talk about it once it actually happens. I don't know. I don't know if that was a useful perspective for people because it's kind of hard to describe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know much about it either, so I couldn't really yeah. give that quality of... But here, we're actually getting... We just got to the 45-minute point. And Let's go into these uh, this different segment. That okay, we awesome. So I guess previously we just discussed doing a different segment. Um, how would you describe this? What did so? What did you find, pretty much? Um, so basically, these are like just. I guess these are some of the questions or stuff that we can maybe get into with some of our guests. But this is just some deep, quick fire discussion questions, or like where we have, have to really get like thinking about what our answer is going to be, and hopefully, we call them quick fire, but some might so take like longer. Fire deep topics, pretty much. Yeah, like some might take longer than others but let's see i'm just gonna roll through some and i'll have mike answer then i'll answer after him oh nice put me on the spot (laughs) um uh, what do you take for granted deep one right away Hmm. what do i take for granted what don't i take for granted (laughs) i don't know that's a good question um i try not to take i try not to take things for granted but it's hard not to take Things for granted. <sighs> Probably everything like that. I that we get to sit here on a Sunday night and just do a podcast to talk yeah. to like twenty people. <laughs> um, that I can just order. That I can go out to eat like once once a week or a couple times a week. Yeah. That I can. That I have the opportunity to get an education. Yeah, I think I, I think know. it's a tough question that. Obviously, it's like a really deep. It's a hard, yeah, question to quick fire. I feel like I think I take, I think I take a lot of things for granted. Honestly, like you don't think about it until you're asked the question. And what level are we talking about? Like, are we talking about like, and like, like who are we comparing? And personally, to? I just, yeah, I'm just comparing myself to like. I know not everyone has the ability to drive a car, or like has the ability to live in a home or things like that. I just look at it that way, and like, obviously. You don't think about it like on every day. Yeah. You don't think about that, but obviously there's people out there struggling, and obviously 
you're privileged or like we're privileged for what we're doing what we're currently doing right now actually mm-hmm. like some people don't have this luxury or the capability to get go out and do this so yeah. I think I take a lot of things for granted personally because just because because you don't think about it yeah. on a day-to-day basis but is it bad to take things for granted all the time I would say yes it is like I think there is it's important to have some sort of flexion but you can't just be like I don't think you can just think about what yeah. everything you were yeah like all the upsides I guess in your life I feel like you just get used to it too it's just like a normalized thing now yeah. like this is my life like yeah this is my life now and I'm used to it like I don't really think about like like sometimes you have to think and about other people and like what they're going through it's just tough to like have that be like your main mm-hmm. like you wake up you're like, like you know you better than anything else yeah I think that's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's a good one. How have your priorities changed over time? In what respects? Just in general. I feel like your priorities just change as you get older. Like when you're a kid. What do you, yeah. What do you have? I feel like six months ago, our priorities were maybe a lot different than they are now. Yeah. Like six months ago, was, at least for me, it was find a job. Now it's keep a job mm-hmm. like priorities like that or like find a job graduate now it's keep a job have fun start saving money Pay things like loans. that yeah yeah it is I think I think priorities just change as you get older yeah like, and you still don't have that that much responsive like yeah. at least now yeah. you know Let's see. Ooh, that's a good one. If you had to get a tattoo right now, what would it be? Oh, my mom would kill me. <laughs> uh, my mom would kill me too. I don't know. Where would you get a tattoo, first of all, if you had to get a tattoo? Um, I like these like little wrist ones. You get one, like a visible one? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'd probably get just like something of like a birthday of all my siblings and my mom yeah I think I, I would Probably. definitely do something it's something like, like family wise yeah for sure I'll do something family related yeah like Roman numerals or something I like that I don't think I would do it somewhat visible like you wanna do it somewhat visible not for the first tattoo I don't think it would just be like a small on the wrist type thing mm-hmm. like no one would see it what it's do you mean me. On the wrist? Yeah. How would nobody see that? I mean, well, honestly. <laughs> How small is it going to be? Is it going to be a micro tattoo? No, it's not, but. Hmm. I don't know. I was thinking maybe like a teardrop or something like that. A teardrop. Right? <laughs> <on your eye. laughs> no. Mm. Ooh. When is it acceptable, if ever? Actually, no, we can't put ourselves into that kind of mess. The question was, when is it acceptable, if ever, to disobey the law? To disobey the law? Yeah. Ah, that's a good question. I think it is acceptable to disobey the law in certain circumstances. I would disobey the law. I think the biggest thing I would disobey the law if someone ever hurt someone I loved. No chance, for yeah. sure. <clears throat> I would say that's... That's like yeah, the biggest... That's an outlier. Like, I disobey that's the law all the time. Yeah. Like, am I? I use my turn signals most of the time. I like, like the first place. My fa- like everybody, 
quote unquote disobeys the law a little bit. I'm just thinking like about Walker Kessel too. I'm just I'm not even gonna say. I'm just thinking about some quick. And that's all I'm saying. <coughs> hmm. um, so short answer, yes, it is okay to disobey the law. I'm just trying to look for someone. Ooh, would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Me? What would you consider me? What I cool? I like that. Uh, I would consider my Mike is an introvert at first, but then you poke his balloon, it pops, and he's an extrovert. Yeah, he, you very, just gotta like. That's a very interesting way to describe. It. You just gotta like get to know him, I guess, and then he turns into an extrovert. I guess if you're like friends with him, he's gonna talk to you. He's not gonna shy away from talking to you. Yeah. I would say extrovert for you. You would talk to anybody. Yeah, I'll talk that. to anyone. It is weird, I'll say, how, like, in different environments, I feel like I act differently. Oh, you're, like, the biggest. It's crazy. I think you do a complete 180. How do you Sometimes. Mean? There's sometimes where I'll just, like, Sometimes not. you just, like. I like to, I I'll even just wake up sometimes and be like, I'm just, like, I feel good today. I was just going to go talk to anybody. I can't. Yeah. You just have, like, when you're on the phone with people, or, like, when you're talking to, like, professors and stuff, I just see, like, a complete 180 with you, like how you talk at the house versus how you talk to like professors. Because I, I always say you like bring out your like white side of your white side of your family. Like, it's always funny just the way you like interact with professors and stuff like that. I I just thought that was always funny. But or like when you're on the phone with someone, you just I don't know. It's just funny, but yeah. So, I'm not gonna get it too deep in that. I'm not gonna, but you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, if you had the option to know the date and certain circumstance of your death, nope. would you? Nope. <laughs> not even. Not a chance. That's interesting. I, I have an anxiety attack beforehand, like right before the day before. <laughs> nope. I think I would. No. I won't allow it because <laughs> <laughs> you can do so much before you die because you know you're when it's happening. So if you know for sure that you're not, so if 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 someone tells you you're gonna die, like next week or something Yo. like that, you can technically go skydive out of a plane without a parachute because you're not gonna die. You're okay, gonna well, <laughs> no, you can, no, not. But how do you I mean? don't think that's how That's your date of death, and you can do whatever you want, literally. But why would you want to go skydive out of the pain without a freaking parachute? You only want to be able to do it and survive. No. I think it'd be cool. Cool just to know. Honestly, I think I'd like to not have the my last weeks be shitty. Ignorance is bliss in that regard, I think. (laughs) Um, Should I do this? Uh, What's your greatest accomplishment so far? Hmm. That is a very good question. I don't know. So accomplished. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't feel that accomplished, I guess. I feel like I've just... I think my thing. biggest one is graduating college. Yeah. I to, that uh-huh. wasn't even that hard. <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, it really. So we can we can get into that in our education like deep topic. Having but. managed like pretty good relationships, with good friends, yeah, good relationships with my family, 
had ups and downs, of course, with everything, but yeah, all in all, sitting pretty good. I agree. I think just biggest accomplishment is kind of just where I am today. I feel like my life is pretty stable right now. Obviously, mm-hmm. it can always get better, but like I'm good. I feel lucky to be where I am, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to, yeah. Would you sacrifice yourself for a stranger? Um, so, what? <laughs> first, you can, you can initial say answer is no, but it's like, so, the, the first place my head goes for this, something like this, is like, something like, like, what are those thought experiments, whatever, like, if the train's coming, and you had to go, if like, you have one family member on one side, and five people you don't know on the other side, would you switch it, who would you switch it to go to, if you had to switch it? That's so messed up. I always say I do five people. That's so I'd messed up. Yeah, I'd say five people. Dude. I'm trying. It depends on the situation, though. Because you always have, there's the off chance that you risk your life to oh, save this is a fucking fun asshole. <laughs> I don't know if I want to even say this, but for some reason this came up in like a family discussion. So let's say like you get married to someone mm-hmm. and it's your wife and it's your mom on those two railroad tracks. Would you say it? What the yeah, exactly. That's like, how do you answer that? I just keep quiet. I'm like, you gotta stop the train, bro. You gotta stop. The, <laughs> or I put myself in front of the train. That's not gonna stop anything. And two people are gonna yeah, die. I can stop the train, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, ooh, this was a good one. What makes you most angry about our country? Most angry about our country? Yep. And we can do vice versa. What makes you so happy about our country as well? How stupid people are in that people don't seem to be willing to have a conversation with other people. How I agree. Tri- how how do I say this? How tribal our country seems to be? Or like how separated or sectioned? Yeah. But along with that, still love What's your favorite thing? What's your favorite thing? What was the first one? Do you have a favorite thing? Favorite thing about our country? Do you, do you, have you said a least favorite thing? I haven't said least? I, I kind of agree with you. I think the biggest thing is not just... I actually... The, actually, I'm going to disagree. The most thing I hate about our country is that there's still racists out there. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So I guess... I, I, I would say that has to do with my thing. Uh, absolutely like that's just it's freaking 20 what is it 2020 now there's racism just like treating everyone I think the biggest thing is just like why don't we treat people equally equally like even if they have like I want to say even if they have different opinions than you but there's to an extent there's where you gotta have like what if you have a racist opinion exactly that's what I'm saying there's to like a extent where you can't like be a fucking racist or uh, misogynist or anything like that you just I don't know but I think my favorite thing about a country I mean I'm here lucky to be here I was lucky to be here I was born in Nigeria so like mm-hmm. I could still be in Nigeria and I don't know 
life would be totally different. Like, Jesus. That is a weird thing. That is very weird. I was talking to uh, my girlfriend the other day, and she was like, how crazy is it? Like, I was born in Nigeria, and she was born in somehow, like, Iowa, small town Iowa, and somehow, like, we connected somehow. But it's just interesting to think about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting thing about it that. is. Yeah. Yeah. Life is weird. Um. Let's see. Let's oh, did you I say my favorite thing? Yeah, you did. What is you it? said just living here. I guess. Yeah, living here. Anything else? You the American dream, baby. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you believe in the American dream? How do you define American dream? I don't know. We should watch. That pursuit of Happiness. Great uh, movie. Great Will movie. Smith. Jane Smith. James. I don't know. Yeah. I still do love our country. And it's interesting because a lot of, I mean, people, Ooh, that's a good question. people from all over the world do crazy things to make it to the United States. Yeah. And that's another thing we can take it for granted. But yeah, go ahead and next one. So apparently this might, it's like just a random conversation, sorry. But other than me, who in your life would you... Okay, let me rephrase that. Other than me, who in your life do you wish you'd met sooner? Is this like a first relationship? It seems like like it. I was like, what is this? (laughs) This is a relationship question. It's hot. (laughs) Um, You don't have to answer that. It's a hard question. Because you never know know if your relationship would be different if you left. Sooner or later. Can war ever be just? Depends from what point of view. Um, can war ever be just? How would you define just? Like, okay, to go to war with someone. I feel like war... In the current state of the world, and due to humans, war seems to be a necessary evil. Yep. But it seems like as technology has gotten more advanced, as, as technology has advanced, and the prospect of war means that you could have serious casualties, including pretty much the end of the world. Okay, I think Pr- that's I mean, pretty dramatic. A nuclear, some sort of big nuclear war could be the end of the world as we know it I should say you think so to wipe out all of her a majority of it it's possible there's like some statistic out there about how many nukes it would take um, but I guess as that as it as that war has become potentially more destructive it seems like it's become less likely does that make sense like the actuality of it has become less likely because we know that the potential that it has is much more destructive. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So is it just? Is the question I'm trying to answer? <laughs> I think it is. I think personally, it is just. I think war is. I think, like you said, it's a part of us as humans now. Um, yeah. It, which seems kind of bad. If to there say. was only how many, how few human, humans do you think there would have to be for war to not exist? A whole lot less. 
Like, you would have to have a lot of people with the same... Like a thousand humans? The problem with that, you have to have people with the 10, same humans? ideals and same beliefs and stuff like that. And that's just being hard to find no matter what, I feel like. Do you have a number in mind? Like if there were a million people, would there still be war? Yeah. If there was I'll 100 see. people, would there still be war? Mm-hmm. I feel like, I think war is a different type I think there would be disagreements I don't think there would be war that makes war sense. Has also has to do with the scale yeah got you hmm that's interesting what does your ideal life look like my ideal life do you have an ideal life um I don't know yet yeah I don't know either it's so. hard to say if you have an ideal life or not I guess because so what would the characteristics of an ideal life be? Whatever you want it to be. I mean, is it like you're always happy? Because I don't think that's possible. I mean, it's just asking your opinion so you can make it up. So I'll go into this one a little bit. An ideal life, if that means that you're always happy, how can first of all, can you always be happy? Would you, Do you would want you be, it? Would, would, it you be a all, good would you be you? able to yeah. experience happiness if you didn't experience sadness? That's a good point. There would be no need for happiness and sadness if you're always whatever that's a very good point Michael I agree with you well when it goes back to ideal life I don't know what's the one thing you can't live without one thing I can't live without um oxygen (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. You mean literally or? Just something that you, I don't want like a weak answer like family or like oxygen. I want like something like you actually use a lot. That like a physical thing? Like a, maybe a physical thing or like, it doesn't have to be that physical, but like sp- let's say like sports or like soccer or like something like that. Oh, it would be very difficult for me if I couldn't work out or like do any sort of physical activity. Hmm. Just That's because that is like such a big part of my life, and it's just like a stress reliever. Yeah, it's, yeah, it just doubles us so many things for me. I agree. That would be mine as well. I've been able to work out or play soccer, mm-hmm. just do that kind of stuff. You want to wrap it up with the last couple? Yeah, we can wrap I it up. Just with get past that. I don't mind. Um. Ooh, this is a good one. This is like a self-provoking uh, one. What impression do you think you give when you first meet someone? <laughs> I think I try to give off different impressions depending on who it is. Yeah. Well, it depends. So it's like kind of like what we said before. I'm just gonna meet like another random. If I'm gonna go meet like. VP of the company that I work for I'm gonna try to give off like a super yeah like I'll be at my best or whatever I guess which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing I'm still gonna be myself but like the level of care I take in like catching myself or stuff like that like and tailoring myself to the person will be higher depending on what's at stake in that situation what would you say like I try to still be authentic, but there's different levels of authenticity. I think. 
Yeah. Um, is your authentic in different ways? You're like an authentic employee, you're an authentic person as yourself, you're an authentic friend, family member. Yeah. I would say what impression I would say I give off uh confident impression where I I don't know, I just not afraid to really talk or like just introduce myself, I guess. My job is kind of like that right now. Like I talk to a lot of people high up in their companies, like in the financial parts of the company. So like, I don't change anything. Like I would do really, except for like having my language be more like professional, I guess. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I just um, try to be confident when I talk to people, um, act or talk like that if I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Got a good finisher? I'm trying to think. Oh, that's a good one. What do you think? Oh, we kind of already talked about it. But what do you think about most often? Huh. That's actually a good question. What do I think about most often? In what, I guess, in what regard would you say? Like just anything. Like, are you saying like in general, like the future or the past or the present yeah, yeah. or like specific things? Yeah. The future. The future. Yeah. Uh, that's why I was like, we already talked about this. Yeah. Like, we both think we about the past a lot, but future current a lot, but yeah, I don't really. I sometimes think about the past, but not nearly as often as the future. You don't have the opportunity to change the past. Like, it's good to reflect on the past, but if you plan out for the future and you actually work towards your plans, then you can actually change your future. I agree. All right. We'll try to find better, different questions next time. Yeah. I think we're planning on next time hopefully doing a deep, one of these deep talks that we keep referencing. This was kind of holding over until that point I guess yeah let us know what you thought about that rapid fire thing at the end if that's a thing people want to hear or not be on the lookout uh, for one of our guest podcasts that should be up by the time should be up sometime soon sometime soon yeah awesome um yeah but check us out go give us some ratings give us some feedback yeah. on Apple podcast mm-hmm. get to it uh, we've been telling you guys this every freaking time, and we still have not. So. <laughs> Probably because we're talking to no one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, talking right. to bots. Check you guys right. later. Yep, thanks again.